discusses the CW's Riverdale. I'm sexy voice Alex Zalbin. I'm sexy looking at Justin. (laughs) (laughs) And who are you, Pete? And who's this other guy? Who's this this villain? Who's the villain here? Stop talking like assholes. He has a black hood. (laughs) A black hood. Oh, I looked in the mirror and I saw him and he was me. Okay, I really can't do that voice actually much longer because I'm a little sick and under the weather. So instead, let's talk about episode five of season two, technically chapter 18, When a Stranger Calls. Oh, man. From Riverdale, the show on the CW. That we talk about on well, this podcast. This might is this the first episode that starts with Betty doing the voiceover? No, uh, they've mixed it up they before. Mix it up. Oh, okay. Really, it should be when a stranger texts because who calls anymore? Am I right? Uh, well, the stranger he calls. Calling a shit I mean, in this case, he calls. I, I'm saying he's he should text. Way he's too much he's in this annoying. Yeah, yeah. He's well, we're talking uh, for phone. those of you who are just tuning in. We're talking about the man named the Black Hood. Maybe the woman. We don't know. Name the Black Hood. Maybe no, the it dog. Can't be a woman because of we know with the fight scene that happened at Pop's Diner. That but was Archie was one. messed have, up then. Yeah, and also, have you seen a little movie called Yentl? No. <laughs> <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Yeah. Why is that so funny? <laughs> because that's. <laughs> You said that with such confidence. (laughs) With such like, that was like a wicked burn. Uh, I think we've all seen a little movie called Yentl. I don't remember. What language are you speaking? All right, let me try that again. Maybe you've seen a little movie called Just One of the Guys. Yes. Yes. Okay, well, Just One of the Guys is a remake of Yentl. Yeah. <laughs> Without the delightful songs from Barbara Streisand. Uh, okay, we're going to take a step back and talk about the plot leading up to this episode. So Riverdale is a town consumed by darkness. And because of that, uh, a bunch of kind of murders, sometimes murders are happening in and around the town from a guy named the Black Hood who wears... Not actually a hood, but a black ski mask with two holes cut in it. Uh, he shot Archie Andrews' father, Fred. He uh, or who's she, made, who's made an amazing recovery. Who's fine now and barely in totally this fine. episode at all. Uh, he killed Mrs. Grundy, the teacher that uh, molested. I think that's a fair, fair word. Oh, uh, uh, you know what's Archie? fucked up? Archie didn't even go to her funeral. No, he didn't. Which well, I guess we don't know if it happened yet, but she's dead. She's the only person who's actually been murdered. Here's what I'm going to say. If they haven't had her funeral yet, she's starting to stink. Yeah. she go, yeah. They're going to bomb that body. <laughs> she's starting to stink. <laughs> Yento. <laughs> what if that's, uh, I don't know what town she went to after she left Riverdale, after she molested all of those children. But what if that's uh, how they deal with pedophiles is, you know, they just throw them in the street. Uh, throw them in the street? Isn't the name of the town like... Glendale or yeah, like yeah, Riverport yeah. All, or something? Yeah, there's Riverdale and Glendale and Farmingdale and <laughs> Yeah. Uh Dale Dale. 
Chippendale. Chippendale. Ooh, Chippendale. Very sexy So there's the Black Hoods going on. Uh, at the same time, what we found out at the end of the last episode is that Betty was the inspiration for the Black Hood. Last season, she gave a speech about Riverdale being consumed by darkness, and the Black Hood was inspired by that. Also, Jughead... So he had to be there. Yes. We yes. find out this episode, in fact, that he was definitely at that speech. And not only that, I know we're jumping ahead a little bit, but uh, Betty... Knows him or her. Would the other plot that lines that are question. going on, Archie is going a little nuts trying to figure out who the Black Hood is. Uh, Veronica wants a seat at the table with her parents, oh, Hermione man. and Hiram Lodge, to run the Lodge business. Yep. And Jughead is dealing with the fact that his father is still in prison, and so should he or shouldn't he become one of the Southside Serpents, the town's gang? I thought it wasn't... We had this whole thing in the... What was it? The second episode about uh, Cheryl Blossom um, like testifying for uh, for, our, for Jughead's dad. Like, isn't he like going to be released? Yeah, I think so. Or he was released, but maybe he left town. I don't know. I feel like I missed a scene there or something like that. Yeah, but it's weird. They made a whole big deal about how he uh, was going to be released, and then now we just don't know where he is. And I'll tell you what, Jughead needs a dad. Yeah. Every Jughead needs a dad. Yeah. And every Jughead needs a hat. That's what makes him weird. That's what makes him weird. And a a hot dog. Yes. By the way, uh, this is a little bit of a side trip, but I did want to mention I appreciate the fact, Justin, that you're wearing a Twin Peaks shirt while we're talking about Riverdale. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, What? I think because that was one of the inspirations for the show. Major inspiration for the show. I'm wearing my Zodiac shirt, but it's under my sweater, so you can't see it. What does your shirt even mean? Dude, whatever. Can we please talk about this? Crazy, unbelievable episode. Sure. Uh, Absolutely, we could do that. Uh, So it starts with the Black Hood calling. Pete's wearing a turtleneck because he's strangling our relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So it starts with the Black Hood, or picks up uh, immediately after the end of the last episode with the Black Hood on the phone with Betty. And the Black Hood is like, I'm going to fucking kill your sister if you don't do what I say. Yeah, he straight up's like, I know who Polly is. I know where she is. If you don't fucking do what I say, it's all over for you. Yeah, Which a lot of cursing on this episode, by the way. Really surprising how many times he says fuck and shit. And yeah, yeah. It's crazy that got by, got through the old uh, censors. Yeah. And then we have Luke Perry, who's like, listen, uh, you got to knock off this red circle bullshit. I want my son back. That was a, a very nice moment, I thought. Yeah. Well, how do you want to talk about this episode? Should we talk about it by plot line, or should we just go through in order? What do you guys want to do? Well, I already started going in order, but... No, I, you kind of jumped around a little bit. <laughs> nope. I'm literally going beat by beat. Uh, let's go in order, I think, because okay. uh, the last couple of episodes of the show have jumped around like crazy, so it's hard to talk about the storylines uh, one by one. Yeah. Uh, so we do. We have, we have Betty and the Black Hood. The Black Hood is making Betty do stuff. Uh, but she instantly tells Archie... Yes, uh, she does. So this is, I think, one of the big things in the episode that I pulled out. Uh, so as frequent uh, Bughead fans know, the uh, Jughead and Betty are dating, but they haven't really seen each other since Jughead moved to the south side. Jughead has gotten in with Tony Topaz, who seems to have a little bit of a crush on him. Hashtag... Jopaz? Jo- hashtag Jody Jopaz. And... That's definitely driving a wrench there. Last episode on our podcast, we talked about how we thought uh, maybe Bughead wasn't long for this world. And this episode, I think we can officially say, it's the end of Bughead. Bughead is bug dead, and but, I think it's spot on. Yeah. Well, I also think uh, the the death knell, the death 
bell, if you will, was when she immediately told Archie. Like, yeah. well, the thing yeah. that was very upsetting. Because a, you're fucking going against the psycho killers watching every, your every move, and duh, if he knows you, he knows how close you and Archie are. So, going right ahead and telling Archie, and also what the fuck, go talk to your man who all of a sudden just because he's going to a different school you can't talk with anymore. You guys can't hang out. That was ridiculous. But this is the thing that I think, uh, I don't know if we've all talked about it, but I've definitely felt this since last season, is the Betty-Jughead relationship is great. It's really fun for the TV show. Yeah. But Betty and Jughead is not endgame. That's just... Dude, stop saying, like, just for the TV show. That's what we're watching. So what they've set up is, I think, really fantastic relationship, and I don't buy Betty and Archie. Now, I don't think that that's a good relationship. Betty and Archie are classic. Yeah, in the <laughs> comics, but not in the TV show. And we're talking about the fucking TV show. But I think on the TV show, end of the day, when you get down to it, Betty, whether Ar- Betty and Archie are going to end up together at the end of the day, Betty wants to be with Archie. Betty yes. loves Archie. 100%. Yeah. She did. Jughead, Jughead, I think, was a surprising thing that happened along the way that was very nice. He's got a hat. He's weird. But ultimately... He's writing a very long novel or series of novels. But ultimately, whether she comes up with the excuse of, I'm not telling Jughead to protect him, which she does or not, she tells Archie immediately. She is into Archie. She trusts Archie implicitly. She confides in Archie. Yeah, she doesn't trust Jughead the same way. Yeah, Yeah. it's heartbreaking. And there's no reason for her to not trust Jughead. Like, their relationship up until this episode hasn't had, like, snags. Like, yeah. they seem to get They're along very well. together. I know. But then you've got Joni Jopaz. Uh, Who the, nobody can trust. No, that's Tony Topaz. Joni Jopaz is a relationship that is more of the moment. Right. Because Jughead is stuck. He's in this new world where he has to... Uh, his father's a serpent. He's so you're, c- you're okay with him being like, screw you, buddy. I'm at a new school. Uh, he doesn't say screw you, Betty. He misses I'm not Betty. Saying that, I'm just saying that's kind of what he... Can you imagine like taking a bus from the south side to the north side? Dude, we live in New York. We do that shit all day. Here's what, here's what I'd say. I when only my, date people from the south side. When my, my wife and I started dating, I was... Uh, I was living in Long Island City in Queens, and she was living in Harlem, and I never went to her apartment home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so there you go. You. I can't believe you worked it out. And you were in the Long Island City Badgers. It was either gang. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, we had a little, uh, we had, uh, I had to stick my hand in a bunch of Badgers. It was yeah. fine. That was, yeah. It was <laughs> not they're a problem. Very docile. Yeah, it was very all good. docile animals. Yeah, so, all right. Before we talk about that, uh, let's talk about the fact that. Or Veronica was like, I want to be a part of the family. And they're like, oh, great, we have some people coming into town. Why don't you show him a good time? Well, so That's fucking creepy. A music producer comes to town. Uh, this is Nick St. Clair, mm-hmm. uh, who's a new character. He reminded me very heavily. I kept having to check that it was not, in fact, Nick Jonas playing him, because that yeah. dude looks exactly like Nick Jonas. Uh, but he shows up. He's about Veronica's age, uh, but he's uh, got and the swagger and the rich. Yeah, he knows her from back when they were in high school she and she was a party girl. With him. <laughs> okay, yes. Dad. Yes. All right, Jesus. <laughs> By the way, do you guys want to do a bump no. during the show? Uh, sir, I'm fucked up on Jingle Jingle. <laughs> <laughs> I can't mix that Jingle Jangle with that coke. Oh, man. Got to get me some of that sweet Jingle Jangle. Hey, well, like, uh, Dude, quite you quick, come out the pixie sticks? Quick divergence. What the fuck is Jingle Jangle? It's pixie so, like, sticks. Yeah. 
I know what it looks like, but <laughs> on this show, it's a drug. Here's, what here's drug what is it? It's crazy. Well, I mean, what I'm let me just edible you. cocaine that makes you lose your mind. Apparently. Here's what I think it is. I think it's just pixie sticks. <laughs> yeah, they have just never had sugar before. Did, when, when they were like, "We're we're all gonna do this together," I was like, "This show is gonna get really fucked up." And they were fine. They were having normal conversations. They were fucked up. No, they. they there was were, a whole sequence of shots where they're just like dancing and yeah, plays. Yeah, for like ten minutes, and then everybody was fine after. Yo, well, that's that what a sugar is high is like. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but like, because they're clearly this is like supposed to be a party drug that is like just rampant in the town. Uh, it's and there's all these the socio political drama of this season is a little bit like uh, Southside gets blamed for being this like den of crime, but uh, they're selling all their shit to the Northsiders who are doing this like party drug. Yeah. But what is is it supposed to be like MDMA? Is it like? It's just they a don't, nonsense. They don't care enough about it to like actually give it enough time. There's too much other shit. They to do deal care with about them. it. It's been in every episode. Yeah, Jingle Jangle has been said. We don't have time to get into like that. Yeah, we There's have. So we have plenty things. of time. We get to watch Archie curl uh, a weight for like a minute in this episode for what? no reason. That's important plot development and character development. You Justin, are, please. You are as into Archie's body as you are into Yentl, and I know that's a lot. Because <laughs> you're crazy for Yentl. I love. Uh, I'm a right, mental so, for Yentl. <laughs> so we have a Jughead Betty uh, kind of sit down where they catch up. They haven't seen each other in a while, which I was a little like, yo, Jugs, you need to check in more because like, she was like, um, yeah, crazy shit going on. You're talking, about the, you you're talking about the scene at the diner. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that scene is when I knew their relationship was you fucking done. done. What? That scene. How did you know that? Because. Like, this is nice. They're finally getting together and talking. That was because like this, there's a distance between them when yeah. that happens. At, at that point. different sides of the booth. And there's a table's worth of distance between them. Yeah, and as we all know, if a couple sits on opposite sides of a table, they're done. Yeah, that's right. That's why I always uh, sit on my wife's lap (laughs) at the fanciest of dinners. (laughs) No, there's. uh, I think uh, Cole Sprouse and Lily Reinhardt played these scenes really well because you can feel a coldness between them. You can feel that they're on different paths. Yes, though, because by the end of the episode, yes. Sure, by the end, but there, you couldn't call that there. I thought that was really nice. I was very excited that they were finally hanging out and they were, I was just pissed that it took so long for that to happen. But you could call that because I said that I called it earlier when she was talking to Archie. So I also additionally called it uh, several minutes later when that happened. You double called a single call. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I definitely called it when they actually broke up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I've called it yet. Oh, you haven't called so it? Then? I'm, I'm calling it. Bughead All is precincts dead. are not reporting on Bughead yet. So the exterminator we'll has sprayed down Bughead Central. Jughead goes <laughs> back to his sketchy school, and they're like, yo, we're making pipe bombs now because shit is getting ridiculous. It's crazy Here, that you're talking about, about this episode as if it's an order when you're jumping around insane. Like a crazy person. <laughs> I'm going beat by beat, you fucking no, assholes. This, the sweet pea pipe bomb thing was the third thing that happened in this episode. Yeah, this is the third thing we're talking about. The the diner scene was in the middle of the episode. I hate talking about this, but you're a psychopath. Yes. I'm talking, I write them down as they happen on the show. Did you watch the episode backwards? No. Did you randomly no, fast forward and rewind? After the sit down with Betty. Rewatch it, you psycho. It is not. Pipe Bomb is the truly, there's a scene with Betty and Black Hood, there's a scene with Betty and Archie, there's no, the lodges. because you wrote shit down on a yellow 
fucking piece of paper doesn't mean that you're right or wrong. Uh, I just can I can I say I really appreciate that in Pete's mind things happen in the order he says them out loud. I know. It's insane. <laughs> World War II, the Renaissance, uh, uh, President uh, Barack Obama. And now then, that's how that and happened. And then World War One because they numbered them that way. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's a countdown. Yeah, exactly. She World War sits Zero. Down with Jughead, and then the next thing is the. We can never talk about this. Again. <laughs> what are we talking about? Are we talking so about? So yeah, the I mean, scene? we let's let's jump over to the uh, the South Side storyline. We yeah. have Sweet Pea and the other serpents are like, "Yo, we're gonna make a bomb." And yep. Jughead's like, "Yo, what the fuck is this?" Yeah. I mean, this is my take for this whole episode: is every character in this episode is acting insane. Except for Veronica, who's just being sort of... Dude, uh, what do you mean, except for Veronica? She's, like, being, like, sort of clueless and then, like, uh, Which makes it right. Which is upsetting because she's not a clueless person. All of a sudden, fucking Smithers disappears and she doesn't give a shit. What are you bringing Smithers what? in? Where did that <laughs> come from? Her fucking butler's been gone for, like, four episodes and she doesn't say nothing? Oh, uh, sorry, that was the fourth thing on his list. <laughs> yes, the butler's been gone four episodes ago. Pete, your butler crazy. The butler did not do it. Dude, uh, if, I don't know. If, we'll listen, t- we'll if talk about that later. If you're in a fucking yeah. rich family and your dad has been to jail and is fucking a sketchy dude, is like all of a sudden makes somebody disappear, you're not going to be like, Veronica's smart. She should know she needs to fucking dig into this. You're family. right. Sorry, we should say Pete was raised by a series of butlers. And so he's. <laughs> Butlers are real. I've actually, for the first time in this history of this podcast, completely lost track of where we're talking <laughs> about right now. Uh, so, I mean, let's let's talk about the storyline in uh, within the South so, Side. South Side pipe bomb. Everybody's acting. Wait, crazy. actually, oh, so this is the thing that I wanted to talk about. I think I, I don't remember the exact word you used at this point because we went totally off the rails for a little bit. But uh, you were saying that South Side is sketchy. You, you called South Side the sketchy school. So. Is Southside the sketchy school? Because that's like, that's what Hiram wants everybody to think about Southside. Yeah. But here's what I'm starting to get an inkling there's of. There's cannibals that go to that school. I would call it sketchy. That's I really don't think there's accurate. actual cannibals that go to that school. That's, when you got the tour, they said, oh, that's where the cannibals sit. You're so. such a North Riverdale. I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, you're so North, dude. Ugh. God. Why don't you get in the mix? Here's, I think this is pretty clear, so like I'm not patting myself on the back for being super smart for picking up on this or anything, but I think it's pretty clear now that Hiram's plan, which we were hinting at the last episode, uh, was that he is building a development to the south side, and he wants a riot between the south side and the north side. He wants the south side discredited. He wants them to shut it down so he can uh, bulldoze the whole thing and start his developments there. I think that's yes. clearly the plan that's going on. Yeah, I think he, he says... The thing in the paper and he, they're all bad because someone calls them out on that shit. Yeah, I think he, yeah, I think he says on this episode, uh, which it seems like, though, the south side and the north side have been at war for a generation. Right, right. he's uh, just kind of poking things that are already yeah. there. Right. And so he wants to, I guess, so politically move the needle. As you were saying, like uh, Jughead is trying to uh, quell this thing of like everybody's like, "Yo, Archie jumped us. You missed a lot. We're gonna go fuck them up. We're building bombs." And Jughead realizes, and he has a kind of a nice monologue about it, where he's talking about like he has to be the leader of the serpents. Just so he can stop a crazy all-out war from happening. 
Uh, right. It does seem like Jughead is, is sacrificing himself a little bit uh, and embracing yeah. his serpent uh, life uh, so that he can try to fix uh, this situation between... Now, I, I will say, uh, I, I mentioned earlier that I embraced uh, how well... Uh, Jughead and Betty played that scene, how authentic that was. Mm-hmm. When Jughead walks in in the serpent jacket, that made me laugh out loud. Yeah, yeah. It was Just weird. because, yeah, he's sort of like swaggering, yeah, like, to, hey, I'm way. a cool guy walking <laughs> into my cool jacket. Yeah. That was pretty silly. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, the, a lot of the serpent stuff was a little silly, like the thing where he had to learn the but laws, guys... and he was shouting them at the bar, and then uh, put his hand normal. in the cage, and then in, later in the episode, we have the gauntlet, where he just gets the ship. Yeah. You're skipping over yeah. the yeah. most you're important like, part of the episode. You're making fun of me for fucking talking about things. No, 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 no. And you went all over the fucking You're place. skipping uh, the most important part of the initiation, right? We got to meet Hot Dog. Yes. Uh, That's huge. That is huge Archie continuity right there. It is. It's an interesting way, though, it, there... Uh, Tony Topaz was like, this is the third hot dog. Uh, it's not at all Jughead's dog. It's like a burden that the serpents put on him, oddly. Yeah, but so, I thought that was great. I thought yeah. that was a fun moment. Uh, so they say that this monster is going to come and he's going to have to take care of it. And it turns out to be this adorable dog, which is hot dog straight out of the comics, which is Jughead's best friend. So it's it's so interesting to me the way that they structure the show that the characters have known each other for a while. It's not really an origin story, but every once in a while they drop in stuff like that. Like they drop in specifically with Jughead, where they're like, they waited an entire season until he ate a cheeseburger. And then yeah. this season they introduce Hot Dog, where it's great and I love it, but it's so funny that they're taking so much time to get there. Yeah. Uh, uh, so my question to you guys is how did you feel about his choice to be the serpents? Or to uh, to join the serpents, I thought it was earned. I feel like sometimes in TV they kind of force things because they need to move kind of pieces around the board. I thought it was kind of like an honest moment where Jughead was like in a tough spot and realized he had to become a certain serpent to save his friends. I thought that was cool. Well, I think he he thinks that way at the top of the episode, and then Tony's like, "If you do this, your life is going to change. You won't be friends with your North Side friends anymore." You're going to be part of this life. And she warns him in like a really earnest way. That's why I like their relationship a lot. It feels like he, she understands him and understands he's split between these two worlds and is like, you should know what choices you're making. And then he moves into, and to follow that storyline out, um, we have Archie coming and breaking up with, with uh, breaking up Be- Betty and Jughead. talk about Sure. Breaking up Betty and Jughead first, the other storyline with the Black Hood that we'll talk about in a second, but and Jughead, that breaks Jughead's heart, and he fully embraces the serpent life, goes to the gauntlet, which directly leads him to uh, making out with Tony Topaz. Right. Uh, and so, like, she says, now you need to make a choice. the whole episode, can we fucking talk about Just it? Just wait. She makes, she just offers him that she no- references the choice he has to make, and he fully and consciously, I think, makes the choice. The fucked up part yeah. is no, the way doesn't. that Archie breaks Betty and Jughead up is the fucking nastiest Yo, shit so I've ever up. seen. It was so fucked up. He so, way over, he goes over the ask line. ask a friend to go break up with somebody for you. I mean, yes, that, that is very insane. weird. That is very weird, but also, also Archie, Archie takes it yes. way... He takes it so far, he destroys Jughead, yeah. who's his friend. Right he could just of- be like, hey, uh, Betty's dealing with some shit. Uh, she needs a also, break. 
Why don't you tell him, Archie? Why don't you say to him, listen, the reason she's doing this is because the Black Hood is making her. Uh, well, I think he's protecting Betty. Why the Betty. fuck is nobody being honest with be- each other? Well, that's a big part of the episode, but I think he's protecting Betty, and that shows his affection for Betty, even though yeah. he's dating Veronica. Yeah. yeah. So Which this is, is a mess. It's a Why mess. don't people commit to the fucking relationships they're in? Life's crazy, Pete. Don't get Pete. into a relationship if you're not really feeling Life's it. crazy, Pete. Sometimes I'm like, Pete's my best friend. Sometimes I'm like, Alex is my best friend, and I'm like, fucking lost in this shit, you guys. Yeah. What are we even doing here? I'm kind of the same. Way where I'm like, sometimes friends. my favorite movie is Yentl, sometimes my favorite movie is just one of the guys. I just can't decide. What a Why choice. Can't they just be good movies or good friends. Why does one have to be one and another has to be another? I guess, Pete, you've never had to make a change in your life. Yeah, I, sure. Anyway, change. Uh, Stop like calling back jokes from the live show. Anyways, <laughs> so you just said so much crazy shit, I'm trying to unpack it all. So, first off, Tony Topaz, you think she's an angel, but she might have a secret agenda of I want. Did you say she has a secret vagina? <laughs> secret agenda. Oh. Secret. Sorry, I want to. I want to sit on this for a second. Where do you think her secret <laughs> vagina is? I, <laughs> I, bet, I bet we're gonna find out. Um, <laughs> she just wants Jughead in the gang. Why? So she can make out with Jughead and. Break up the relationship that he's in. There's she, more reasons to be in a gang than just to make out with somebody. Yeah, most cool. gangs I feel like make out very little. <laughs> yeah, but she knows she. Nah, you just think she's an angel, no. and I'm saying like, don't no. jump to conclusions. On I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you do know that uh, the Bloods of the Crips—that's how they settled things was by making out. Yeah, no sure. fights, just kisses. Yeah, that's the rules. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but to your point, uh, she says to him like. If you, she warns him about joining the game. She she's says just if, being honest with the reality that he's in. She's not fucking going out of our way to be a nice person. She's just saying, "Yo, Dick, you can't half-ass join a game." I think I she was. I, being, I think she, she. But she was saying you have to make a choice. But she wasn't pushing him toward being in the serpent. She was very calmly being like, "Make a choice." Yeah. And she once he made the choice. He made the first move with her. Like he put it out there. He made the choice. She does care for him, I think, and that's why it's a good relationship. No, Johnny Jopaz for life. Betty no. and Jughead, they had something there, oh, but they... It's because they, she hasn't been dark Betty in a while, and that's what the real Well, but they never really fit together. It was always this surprising thing. You can say thing. that if you want, but I saw, I saw real love. They nev- I, uh, I think you can have real love and also not fit together, Pete. Wow. That is true. Well, yeah, that's that's true. Uh, kind of Pete, discussion. have you ever heard of a play called Romeo and Juliet? <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, so it's, anyways. It's a sequel to Yedl. <laughs> so anyways, so uh, <laughs> let's talk about the fact that like uh, Veronica's parents are cool with pimping her out. Uh, and that shit goes sideways yeah. fast. So yeah, let's talk about the Veronica storyline. So yeah, we set absolutely. it up with Nick St. Clair. Who is like a? He's pretty basically yeah. He's like a producer. He is Nick Jonas. He's yeah. uh, this waggering producer type. He wants to do cocaine with Archie and Veronica. He's like, I'm gonna have a little party back at my hotel room. And at that point, like literal alarm bells over my head went yeah. off. Just not to get too serious here, uh, because we're rapidly getting to the storyline. As soon as he was like, we're gonna have a party back at my hotel room, I was like, Ooh, this is. This is either the right time to have the storyline or absolutely the wrong time to have yes. the storyline, mm-hmm. given everything that is going on in the world and the discussions about sexual harassment and assaults are happening in the media. Yeah. I think let's hold judgment on that for a second while we talk about it, because uh, the right ending now. certainly affects that. 
But uh, yeah, so, so go they're, ahead. They're partying. There's jingle jangle all over the place. Archie's oh like, huh, I don't do that stuff. And then instantly caves. He's like, well, oh, I want some of that jangle. Yeah. Betty like, well, doesn't fuck, do it. Yeah, he's like, well, fuck you, Veronica. If you're going to do fucking jingle jangle, I'll fucking do it. If that's what we're doing. Because Archie cares about the relationship. As that's ridiculous, not how you express caring about a relationship. Yeah, it is. As, uh, as ridiculous as jingle jangle is, and when... Uh, when Nick St. Clair opened up his jacket and had like, uh, like, hey, I'm a guy selling watches illegally on the street, but I have jingle jangle in my coat. Yeah. I laughed out loud. But the way that scene played out, I thought was great. Me where too. they're holding on Betty, she's perfectly still. She's realizing, oh God, I have to give all of these people up to save them at the same time as you have these complicated relationships of Archie being jealous of Veronica, Veronica feeling conflicted because she wants to be uh, doing what her parents want her to do. But clearly Nick St. Clair is a skeezy skeez ball. Josie and the Pussycats are also there. Oh man, it was so great. We got a song. We got a little bit. That was man, I, I'm glad they showed up. This is a little bit of a sidetrack, uh, but I'm glad they showed up. But at the same time, like... Do more with Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah, it's very weird, their role in the series. Oh, season so God. Far. I, I got up. I was happy they showed up because literally right before they showed up at the episode, I was like, Jesus Christ, happened. what happened to Josie and the Pussycats? Yeah. What is even happening with them? But it paid off. It does pay off. Step on next. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, step but on I, I just want to see more of a plot line with them. Josie is so good. The Pussycats are so good. I bet that's something. coming. I bet that's going to come. Think so? I think yeah. they're making us perfectly purposely want more and then they're going to deliver. Um, but I will say to what you were saying before about the way the party goes, yes and I was saying it, like all these characters are acting crazy, Jingle Jangle is like crazy and a little goofy, but I do think the way they shot it and the way the characters are reacting to it remind me of being a kid at a party being mm-hmm. pressured to like uh, drink or smoke pot or whatever where it was like Oh, like the f- they use the feelings of adolescence so well in this show. Yeah. And so I really like that. The relationships wow. between the characters. Yeah. Like, and it's crazy because all the actors clear, are 56 years old. Yeah. I thought it was very mm-hmm. clear TV drugs were like they did it and they were tripped out for five seconds and everybody was completely fine. Yeah. To be fair, the only thing I've ever done is pixie sticks. So I'm not totally familiar with what you're talking about. Yeah. But it seemed pretty that's real not, to me. That's not how drugs work. Uh, uh, not the drugs you do, Pete. Yes, so uh, they're having a little jingle jangle party, and then uh, Nick makes. Well, no, before that, Nick makes a move on Veronica. Veronica, right? yeah. yeah. So we already know that he's a horrible skis ball, right. and alarm and, bells are going off. And alarm I'm bells. yelling at the TV at this point because she then the next day is like, "Oh, no, it's totally fine." I was like, "No, it's not totally fine. No, you can't t- take that approach." It's nice that he is saying like he's sorry, but you, that's fucking bullshit. Well, and. Uh, uh, let's carry out the rest of the storyline and then we can talk about what you were saying. So then the next, at the party that uh, Veronica's parents are sort of making her be nice to Nick for so he can help them with this deal, uh, Nick uh, puts a, well, Nick meets Cheryl, invites her to the party. That was a great uh, meet when she was like, like strutting. It was like, hey, yeah. what's yeah. up? Yeah, Cheryl's clearly into him, likes yeah, it. He's great. rich, lives in the city. They treat cities in this show like it's a, a the coolest and the craziest insane place in the world. Uh, uh, so Cheryl's attracted to him, and then at this party, uh, Nick doses her drink. Oh. We see her drink it. Oh. We see her like be affected by it. Veronica sees her. They follow her. I have to break into the room where 
where Nick is about to to rape her. Like yeah. we see that sure is enough. happening, and they stop him. And Veronica and the, the Pussycats beat the shit ass. out of him. Step oh on next. That shit was awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. like death proof style. They're yeah. kicking yeah. him while he's on the floor. Veronica awesome. punches him in the face. They all proceed to punch yeah, him in the face. So great. It was great. It's. I almost I, wanted them to get the whole town in there so everybody can just fucking. <laughs> so get a here's the thing, and again, I, I don't know how much realistic we want to deal with the stuff on this podcast necessarily, but like, I have I have slightly conflicted feelings about the scene. It's you're watching it, and because I was so trepidatious about this plot line in general, once they got to that, I definitely it felt cathartic. Like clearly, yeah. that's what you want everybody to be doing to Harvey Weinstein right now. That's what you want people to be doing to Kevin Spacey. That's what you want people to be doing to all these men. And that's awesome. And it feels really good. But then after I sat on it for a while, then I was feeling like it's a little too easy. Right. I mean, mm. clearly there are going to be repercussions. Well, television work. They have to I know. I know. Exactly. Which I don't expect a show like Riverdale to have a crazy nuanced look at sexual assault, but at the same time... If you're going to bring it up. What? They're saying if you're going to bring it up, then really deal with it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how necessarily they would have dealt with it better in that context. And again, there is that catharsis of beating the shit out yeah. of Nikki St. Clair. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's such a real-world issue, and it's such a trigger for so many people right now that it makes, me, it, makes it tough to think, yes... That that was great. Yeah, let also, me let me throw the opposite side out there. Like they go for it in this show. Like the fact that the way they depicted how close it got to happening, I was like, whoo! Did not see this show coming. This show making that move for this episode. So I feel like they take these big swings. I also give them credit for, like, they show Nick getting away for what he did to Veronica. Like Veronica, like lets him get a yeah. pass, and that shows and like the mistake of that. The of mistake, and that. but I think that's very accurate to how all these people that have been in the news lately live and how they get away with it for like Harvey Weinstein for his entire career, essentially. Uh, that's like twenty years of of be acting that way and getting apologizing and getting away and like, oh yeah, I've been to rehab, I'm seeking help. Like, and so for this show to like unflinchingly. Like, Veronica believes him. And, like, to just move to that, to the next scene, to them kicking their ass, that was the, like, unrealistic part, but it was catharsis. And I think it was, it showed consequences that are instant. And they can't carry that. This show isn't about this, but the way they handled this episode, I thought, like, contained it in a good way, and but showed it in a way that was, like, easy to process and, like, like but but harsh, yeah, but it's yeah, real. I was just hoping that Dark Betty would show up and really lay this. <laughs> I think what, what's gonna, what's going to help this storyline or hinder the storyline is how they play it out in the long run, right? I mean, uh, we'll yeah. get to the thing that happens with Nikki St. Clair at the end of the episode, but I feel like as he goes on in his guest turn, if he becomes more of a soap opera villain or you know shows up one time a season to kind of mix things up, then it cheapens everything that went on. But if they continue to have real repercussions for this and it does continue to affect the whole gang in a certain way, then then it will have been worth it versus a one off well, soap opera at the twist. Same time, it's kind of like damned if you do, damned if you don't, but I'm I'm it's almost better that they did it, tried, because it is an important thing to be talking about and it is uh, uh such a huge thing right now that I'm a glad at least 
you know, if they didn't do it in the best way possible, that they did attempt to talk about it. Yeah. And, and at least, like, if they had not kicked his ass and just, like, the cops dragged him away or something or, or no, whatever, like, cool, yeah. I feel like that felt right for that moment to me. Yeah. While it was a very simplistic way to do it, I think for an episode of television that Riverdale is sure. right now, it was, a, it was enough of a conclusion. I'm not saying it's wrong. I think it's just, it's worth considering, yeah. I guess. No, but I think right. it's, it's a conversation prompt. It leaves it open to discussion, which I think is good. Yeah. Uh, but uh, let's move off for that and move into like the Black Hood storyline. Yeah. For the episode. Yeah. Because that's sort of the main thrust. We get to hear the lollipop song as a ringtone. Like so nine many times. Way too many. Let me argue. Let me say to you though, like the fifth or sixth time when she's Betty sitting on the bench, uh, I was like freaked out by it. Like I, it was well, good. Well, I was screaming my TV for her going in that fucking. Oh, just go to this road, go to this empty house, and do whatever I say. Like, what the... So, the Black Hood has, uh, as we mentioned, been calling Betty, keeps giving her scream-style messages of, uh, do this thing, or I'm going to kill X person in your family. Uh, He forces her to release incriminating photographs and an incriminating news story about her own mother, which... Honestly, it doesn't seem like that much of a stretch because no, Betty hates they, her mom. Yeah. Well, and her mom is like pretty forth. nasty. She's evil. But it was interesting, and I think we'll find this later in a later episode of the season, that, uh, that Mrs. Cooper was a serpent. So I think uh, we're going to so see that. Mrs. Cooper has an amazing entrance in this. Uh, a, a servant? Serpent. Oh, a serpent. Yeah. That's why I was confused. That's why I was giving you a confused look is yeah. because I... Didn't understand what it meant that she would, we would find out she's a servant. No, I th- well, a servant of two bastards. Yeah, <laughs> two oh. sides of town. Yeah, when yep. she shows up at the party, being like, "I don't give a fuck." That was awesome. Uh, yes, uh, P that is jumping around a little bit, but um, yep. yes, she shows up at the party in like a right. with Everybody this crazy expect- music playing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it was funny. Yeah, it was funny. It was so wild. Uh, so we have Betty instantly throw her mom under the bus. But I will say Mrs. Cooper she also... Instantly, she thought about it a little bit. She did. But Mrs. Cooper also threw Betty under the bus in front of a cop. Yeah. In front of... Uh, yeah. What's his name? I was like, what? Get out of it. Yeah, that's why that. it's not quite such a, a big deal I, yeah. that she doesn't really feel conflicted about. But like you said, what's done well in this episode is the scream tile style stuff that the black hood is forcing her to do amps up every time where yes, he goes like, I know where your Polly, your sister lives. I know what's going on with her to, I'm going to kill anybody in your family. If you don't give me a name of somebody else to kill by the end of the episode, which perfectly works out. So what, what there's a nice interplay here where she does something cause she's a sleuth and the black hood knows that cause he knows her well. And so he offers her, uh, the answer to a question if she does this thing. So right. I think that's another thing. Like, there's the threat Was of killing. racing? Like, how would you ask? What would you ask? How would you yeah. word it? Yeah, yeah. I thought that was good. Would I recognize you? I thought that was a good way to yeah. word the question. I'd be like, should I be, like, a history major? or? <laughs> I'm thinking about joining a gym, uh, and I'm not sure which one. Because what I think what's interesting about that is she does want to protect her friends, but I also think she is sort of seduced by the mystery and solving yeah. this mystery. And also an excuse to just kind of go off. So she finds out that the Black Hood is somebody that she knows. Uh, she would recognize his or her face. Uh, and then gets sent to, as Pete mentioned, a mysterious house so where she dumb. finds a box with She's Black Hood on that. it. She's better than that. Is told to put on the Black Hood. What and a dumb I, moment. 
And I, uh, <laughs> when, so she pulls that black hood out, puts it on, and very slowly turns around. And I don't know about you, but when I was watching that, I thought they were going to reveal that Betty was the black hood. Me too. I thought it was going to be his reflection in yeah, the mirror. Yeah, and that, that's the whole dark Betty thing that they were yeah. paying off. Because that makes a lot of sense. That yeah. could still happen. Right. It could still happen. I don't think so, though, at this point. Yeah, right? no, that's dumb. I don't think so. I, Archie would have recognized that Betty for being the Black Hood and those crazy green eyes, she doesn't have. But I think that's going to be a twist because in the flashback that we saw, it's an altered state. Like, it's shot in a way that it's clear that Archie doesn't know what's going on. And I think that might also help explain why Archie's gone crazy because maybe it's someone he knows and he is, in his memory, substituted wow. the, that figure. for Because there's no one on the show that we know that looks like that. And is jacked um, and with green no, eyes. Against, against that father. theory, against yeah. that theory, is uh, that we did see that person killing Grundy at the yeah. same time. So, mm-hmm. and that was not through Archie's weird vision. Uh, that's true, but the, I I do think there's some potential bending that could happen here with reality. Yeah, I don't I, know. We'll I was just really pissed at uh, Betty uh, for just how easily she was playing along. She's smarter than to than to do this kind of stuff. Just I, I oh, agree. Yeah, I'll go to the end of this road all by myself with no fucking backup plan. And yeah, I'll put on the hood. I'll stand in an empty house, turn around, jump up, whatever you want. And he says the black hood throughout this episode is like, I'm going to prove that you're like me. Uh, so that's interesting as well. Uh, what does Wouldn't that mean? Wouldn't you be pissed if it was revealed that it was Betty the whole time? I think that would be interesting. That's yeah, a crazy choice. No. Uh, we Betty straight up old yellers Veronica like cuts her out Yo, of her life. That was cold as at, in shit. the middle of the party. Uh, then she has Archie do the dirty work to like really ruin Jughead. Oh man! Oh. And then we get to this episode was a fucking crazy episode. We get to the I last. Can't it all happened in one episode. The last scene. Well, to you it didn't because you watched it backwards. Right. But uh, <laughs> um, all right. So first off, let's deal with the breakup. Okay. So what? We did, what? We did what are you talking about? We, we already talked, talked about that. No, we're <laughs> going back and we're fucking talking about it. You have been you guys so angry. You're so the ornery. past two episodes of this podcast, you've been screaming at us, Pete. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I am an angry person. So, anyways, Betty breaks up with Jughead and doesn't even have the balls to do it to his face or to really tell him why. She just makes. Archie, her little minion, who, if you're in love with somebody, you don't do that shit to, uh, do that for her. Here, she just I, sits I'll, on I'll, a fucking windowsill and cries while it's happening. And then Archie gets all fucking upset about something else. And instead of telling his friend like you should tell your friend, just smacks him across the face and walks out. It was. I, I will awful. say to counter your argument that. Absolutely awful. <laughs> You don't do any of that. <laughs> that Betty loves Jughead too much to do it to his face. That she doesn't want to break up with him, but to save his life, she has to do it, and she can't. So that's why she sends Archie. Yeah. That because make Arch- any sense. I just explained it. Yeah. She can't do it because she loves him. Right. Then you shouldn't do it then. You don't 
because you but well, what if let me something. ask you a question so you would hold on so you would rather job to make it fucking worse so then he t- has no choice but to join the serpents and go down this horrible road they shouldn't be going down what Johnny, are you Johnny yelling Joe at us we didn't break them up I think we have dark you feet on our hands you made me watch the show and now I'm way too into it <laughs> and I can't fucking deal man this show is insane uh Okay, I don't. I don't even know how to. So deal let's with this let's anymore. move on. Can we talk uh, about the last moment so we can get out of this already? Yeah, let's jump into the last okay. moment. So um, Betty gets uh, her fifteenth call from the yeah. Black Hood, uh, just yep. to check in, yeah. and he says, "What are you eating for lunch? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is the best type of car? I'm renting a car to drive <laughs> upstate, and I want to choose the right car." <laughs> What's your favorite Scream movie, Betty? <laughs> yeah, the phone calls got way... Uh, sorry, is this the Blackwood calling or another person trying to kill Oh, this is Goatface. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, finally, the Black Hood says, Archie, cut Archie out of your life or else I will kill unless you give me a name of someone else to kill. Right. right. And, and so, obviously, you say the rapist. So she offers Nick St. Clair and tells him where, tells the Black Hood where to find him. Right. So she puts a hit out on Nick St. Clair, right. proving uh, the Black Hood's point that Betty is like him and willing to kill. Well, no, what else is she supposed to do? Say somebody else or go with the rapist? You obviously pick uh, the Call rapist. the police. I would call the police. Yeah. Considering that no, the... No, she bl- should have called the police... Eight phone calls ago. You can't say after the 15th call, oh, oh now you call the now, police. So, sorry, you're saying it's too late for her. Now she's she's just, in too deep. Sorry. It's like Pete in this Riverdale show. Yeah. He's yeah. in too deep. You can't tell which way is the shore. Oh my God. Honestly, Pete, I think you need to call the police on yourself. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. The Black Hood's not very effective. They keep calling him a serial killer, and I know we've talked about this before on the podcast. two people. One. Like, one. He's killed one person. He killed Grundy. He shot a bunch of people that are perfectly fine now. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Fred Andrews looks better. Yeah. He's healthier. Yeah. All that iron in his belly. Yeah, exactly. He had a real... He was anemic. come on. Yeah. He looks back for Luke Perry. I got to be honest. He looks better (laughs) than he did on 902 and up. Yeah. They should have shot him a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Nikki St. Clair, maybe not long for this world. I hope this is not a setup, per our discussion earlier, for the redemption of Nikki St. Clair, where he almost gets killed by the Black Hood and then ends up being heroic in some way, because I will be pissed off if that happens. I feel like he's going no, to be nearly no. killed or killed. Right. But I'm I hope to talk so. about, like, how in Betty... And Veronica are going to get past this and be friends again. Because if they're enemies the rest of the show, that is going to fucking drive me insane. Well, Betty talks about this in relation to Jughead. When she has Archie go to break up break up with him, she says, we'll fix this. Like, she thinks she can repair all you these relationships. You can repair the things that you said to somebody like that. I mean, you can. Uh, but it's called another couple of seasons of television. Okay. Uh, yeah. So let's They'll uh, figure it out. I don't want to have to wait that long for them to be friends again. Nah, I don't think you will. The season, I wouldn't worry about it. I mean, she'll be pretty upset when Betty steals away Archie and they start dating before the end of the season. But Veronica will start dating Jughead or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be pretty cool. All right, let's end this episode how we always end it with two special things. First of all, who is the Black Hood? Pete, you're so bad right now. I'm going to go to you first. Who is the Black Hood, Pete? Better not be fucking Betty. Uh, but I still think it's uh, it's uh, Betty's dad. 
Yeah, what's your evidence? Any any thought? Well, on he's that? fucking weird, and he's not around a lot, and yeah, he's got I don't know, like our dad. <laughs> Why? What? We all have the same dad, and he's never around. I know exactly. you guys know that. Super I weird. don't even remember. I'm, I'm not telling you. I'm. Who do you guys think it is? Uh, I agree with you. My evidence for Mr. Cooper this episode, like I was trying to listen to, as I'm sure everybody else was, the Black Hoods conversations quite a bit, and. There's nothing that he says that precludes it being Betty's dad. And in fact, the idea that that there's nothing that shows us that like the Black Hood definitely would have killed Polly or anybody in the family. But like there's that speech that the Black Hood gives where he says, yeah, I'm at the newspaper right now and I can see your mom and your dad He'd be looking at a mirror, or he could be like, I'm your dad, so I see yeah. myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's entirely possible. And then all the stuff about, like, don't date Jughead, that's what her dad would say. Her dad would yes. not want her to date Jughead. Her dad does not like her mom and would definitely want to discredit her and get her to stop going out there and do insane things. All of this stuff makes sense for Betty's dad. This episode definitely points very, to me, points very directly at Betty's dad. But let me throw this at you. What if... There's the Black Hood. Yeah. And there's also Betty's dad who is like trying to take advantage of the Black Hood Mm. uh, being murdering people. And he's faking calls to Betty to make to like fix her life, pretending to be the Black Hood. Hood. I'm saying I feel like uh, Betty's dad could be a red herring. It could be him making these calls to Betty. And we're going to find out that he's just wanted to get Betty back on the right track in his mind. And the Black Hood is another person. I, I think that's an interesting theory. I think regardless of that, the idea that there are multiple Black Hoods makes a lot of sense. That it's a copycat killer versus an actual serial killer. Because that would be a nice twist. Yeah. Like, particularly... The only person that immediately draws the connection between anything that's happened with Grundy and Fred Andrews is Archie, where he's like, yeah, it's it's a killer, and the, it's all the same person, 100% definitely, but there's nothing that really indicates that otherwise. Exactly. It's just everybody assuming stuff. Yeah, and I think it's weird to me that we have this show where it's like, who's the Black Hood, and there's really one suspect. Like, there's no... Because we've seen the killer... Unless they're going to do some reality bending things, like I was saying earlier, yeah. there's no other suspects of the characters we know that right. could I, be. I do think this episode, as long as the Black Hood is being kind of on the up and up, that it it kills the Smithers theory because I don't think Betty and Smithers have ever been in a scene together. <laughs> yeah, so him being like, "You know me," <laughs> would be pretty weird if it's Smithers. Yeah. yeah, though I did like that theory for a while. I thought that was pretty. Yeah. Good. I think that is a good theory. He wasn't that. The thing where they give him speech. I mean, he might have he been. Yeah. I don't know. And I wouldn't count that. That theory's not 100% out. I sure. think that has, like, that's a 10% chance of reality. Yeah. Betty's dad, I feel like, is the main, the go-to guy. I I would have loved it if this episode revealed that Betty was crazier than we thought it was actually the Black Hood. I think yeah. that would have been an awesome plot twist. I would have been 100% on board with that. Me too. And Betty yeah, now I'm- needs to deal with the idea of, like, oh, my God, I'm insane. What do I do? Yeah, I have how caused would she all. Call herself? She imagined it. She imagined the phone call. That yeah, happens well. in movies and television all the time. And that would make sense because if Archie saw Betty shoot his father, he couldn't process that, so he would like have a psychotic break. Right. And, and Betty what killed Grunt. Pops? Pops would know Betty. Uh, was Pops? No, no, no. Pops, Pops didn't, didn't see him. him. Pops never saw the person. Really? Yeah. yeah. His name. Is, his name is Pop. 
So. Yeah, it's Pop Steiner. His name is Pop. Speaking of Betty, this as we end every episode, fucking... Betty or Veronica, <laughs> Justin, <laughs> let's go to you first. Betty or Veronica, which one pulled it out this episode? I got to say Veronica. She uh, She's the only character who's like not on the edge of her sanity. Uh, she Dude, No way, man. She's, uh, we'll get to you in a second. Yeah, Dude. Dude, she's just all of a sudden dumb now and doesn't she, think for herself. I don't think herself. she's dumb. She just does what her daddy wants. And it's like No, she's trying to... I think Veronica is go, getting involved in the family business because she knows it's suspect, and she's trying to figure out what her father is planning. Like, give her a chance to be... to not be dumb. Yeah. She uh, She's not dumb. All right, fine. Then she shouldn't have done the jingle jangle, though. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way of seriously <laughs> saying that. So you're Betty this episode, Pete? No, I am Cheryl. I'm very disappointed in both Betty and Veronica in this episode. Oh. And I you hate be, Cheryl. I want to be Betty all day, er day. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Cheryl has been fantastic character throughout this. And uh, I'm sorry for what she had to go through. And, uh, yeah, I can't pick Betty or Veronica because they're both making me so mad right now. Mm. I'm going to choose... never fucking topaz. That fucking bullshit that's, relationship. That's actually her full first name. Did you know that? Never fucking <laughs> Never topaz. fucking Tony Topaz. Yeah, Tony, in quotes. Uh, I'm going to go with Lily Reinhardt. Not even Betty, necessarily, but uh. I... Like, Betty, obviously, was not making great decisions this episode, but... Lily, what are you whispering? Lily Reinhardt yeah, is the actress who plays Betty. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You pick Betty? No, I'm picking Lily Reinhardt, the actress who plays Betty, because I think she did an awesome job this episode. I think every choice she made and every single way that she played all of the relationships was phenomenal. Betty was making with, some stupid decisions. Yeah, though. you're happy with the way that she broke up with Jughead. No, no, no. That's exactly you're what I The fucked up thing is Lily Reinhardt is the one who broke up with Jughead. Yeah. <laughs> that's really well, Betty so still Lily wanted to date and Cole Sprouse are dating in real life, so I'm a little worried about them now. Yeah. So if you, you break up with people, like you would just pass them notes? Just be like, hey, you're dumped? No, that's I'd get my dumb redhead friend to do it for me. Do <laughs> uh, you want to go around with an Archie versus Jughead? Oh, is that a new thing that we're adding in? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't know. Let's do something. Uh, Archie or Jughead? Jughead. Why? Because, uh, oh, man, I can't. Cause I don't it, think you liked his choices. Yeah. This episode. <laughs> I just like, because, I don't it know. It was an uh, impulse. at least he didn't, Archie did that whole red circle thing, which is insane. Uh, Jughead is choosing the serpents to try to save his friends. At least he still has some intelligence, even though I'm super mad at him for making out with Topaz. Well, that's weird because uh, you uh, you really didn't like his choices, but you chose him anyway. Well, it's better cool. than... What about you, Justin? Starry, starting a uh, gang with shirtless dudes. Uh, that didn't happen in this episode. I, uh, I think Archie is the worst person in this show. <laughs> uh, so definitely not him. Yeah, I'm just going to go with not Archie. I, I, I'll go with Jughead as well, and I think we probably should retire this segment after yeah. this week <laughs> Well, gonna ideally, gonna Archie. Archie's going to, at some point, be a character we can get behind. I don't think so. He's always the dumb idiot who does dumb stuff. But in the comics, I like Archie. Yeah, he's lovable. You hate Archie. No, I hate Archie. It's because he took Betty for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kill him. Accurate. 
I'm not going to kill you guys, though, particularly if you support our podcast at patreon.com slash comic book club. We do thank yous on our show. Uh, also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the Pit Loft in New York. That's totally free. Come on by. We'll chat Riverdale or literally whatever you want. What else do you want to plug? Peace. 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 Uh, yeah, friend. Wait, let Facebook. us finish the show, Alex. Uh, friend of Facebook, so we can uh, so you know about all of our amazing guests. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Peace. <laughs> More pussycat dolls, please. Pussycat. What? Or pussycat? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm trying to re- look through my notes to see what I missed. Uh, business Yo, you've about. said the same things nine times this episode. You're like the lollipop ringtone of this podcast, and you've covered the Jughead Betty breakup. Here's what I think probably happened. I think you took a crazy amount of jiggle jaggle on the top of this podcast, and it started to wear off now. And you're like, pussycat oh, dolls. Uh, Benny, I don't know. Pete's all Jingle day. Jangle is just regular weed. Yeah. <laughs> Check us out at comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and more. And Papa, can you hear me? <laughs> Papa, can you see me? Oh, that's nice. Keep it going. Uh, sure. Uh, Papa, can you help me not be frightened? Looking at the skies. I'm no Barbara Streisand, you guys. I'm sorry. Yes, you are. And don't let anyone tell you different. (laughs) You're going to make it after all. That's somebody. Thanks, Dad. Sorry, people. I've been the dad all along. (laughs) 